Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's episode, we have a news and notes roundup for everyone. Hello, if you are joining us live Quick reminder before we get into everything, download and follow us wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to us on YouTube so that you never miss out whenever we do go live. If you have questions for us, leave us a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts with your question, and Lisa and I will answer it during a mailbag segment. It's off-season. We're looking to bring that back. We want to bring that mailbag segment back into A3. We've got to chat a little bit about uh, some roster news You know that we saw drop over the course of this week. Happy to do that all with everyone joining us live. And, of course, with you. Lisa, how are you doing today, buddy? I am good. Excited to be here chatting with you about this. Um, we're, we're both gearing up for the Men's World Cup because we'll be doing a little bit of coverage on that as well. So it's it's good to dive back into NWSL stuff on this Thursday. We're, we're kind of hitting with the Tuesday-Thursday off-season cadence for those that join us regularly, uh, Tuesday, Thursday mornings going live on YouTube. And that's when I'll be dropping the episodes later today as soon as I can get it downloaded, edited, and out there as a podcast. So thanks, everyone, for joining in and listening. But this new cadence is nice for us because then we get to do a little bit of Men's World Cup on the Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then we stick with the NWSL stuff on Tuesday, Thursday, and all the women's soccer news with Super League. But the offseason, the free agency, there's a lot happening. And it's nice to kind of recirculate with you everything that's been going on in the last couple of days and, and bring that to our listeners. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I know when we last linked up, it was Tuesday. Good to have the programming note for everyone uh, joining us today and in future episodes in the off season here. Uh, but when we did go live on Tuesday, uh, one of the things that we were trying to keep an eye on um was a uh, the roster any sort of roster announcements or any sort of 
big free agency signings that might have come along in the pipeline. And here we are a couple of days later, and we've got some some new things to chat about. Some some moves were made. Perhaps, you know, not as chaotic as we anticipated. Uh, I do remember when we went live during that previous episode, I made a wish. And I said, hey, I'm hoping for some, some wild days here, uh, a wild deadline day here for uh, free agency as it kicked off. But we really didn't get a lot of chaos. Um, really didn't get a lot of, you know, too many um, wild headlines circulating around the league and, and, and free agency. And, you know, maybe that's what happens when it's the first ever of its kind, right? First ever uh, free agency period uh, starting this offseason, starting, um, you know, with, with the announcement of the CBA earlier this year, the free agency period was going to be included within that um, collective bargaining agreement. So, we were we were anticipating some things, you know, hoping, you know, bracing yourself for the worst, hoping for for the best. But I would imagine that with the lack of kind of major major news and it's more sort of the the regular offseason um, initial roster moves, there was perhaps one significant move that may have impacted you if you were a Gotham FC supporter or a Washington spirit supporter. If you were sort of keeping an eye within those two spaces, that is the news that we are going to start with the name that did capture uh, headlines during that evening was Kelly O'Hara, United States women's national team defender announced her move on an episode with men in blazer o'hara is going from the washington spirit and will be joining new jersey new york gotham fc a bit of a return for o'hara the last time uh this is not the first time that she's ever played with a near new jersey side she was with uh sky blue fc for the majority of her nwsl career from 20 13 through 2017 and eventually now making her return with with the rebrand newly rebranded right Gotham FC so it was uh it was cool I liked it after having a whole day of just sort of um clubs kind of making their roster drops there wasn't a, a big player move a player that came out and said hey I'm taking my talents to XYZ Club. And then we got that later that evening with this move in O'Hara. What were some of your initial reactions when you saw the news drop, Lisa? I mean, I love that that Kelly O'Hara did it in style, right? Yeah. Like this is the very first free agency window in the NWSL. And she became the first player to act on that free agency and and take this move. And so she wasn't just going to tweet out a picture of her with the New York City skyline in the background and say, hey, I'm going to Gotham. She went all out with it. And I think that's something that's really special because um, this is a huge deal for the league to have free agency for a player like Kelly O'Hara, a U.S. women's soccer legend um, who has been, as you said, formerly 
with the New Jersey side, formerly Sky Blue, for five years of her career to be returning and going home after winning an NWSL championship with Washington Spirit. So the fact that she got the gear, she went on Men in Blazers, she did a big like sweatshirt reveal where she stood up and, and put it on um, and showed off that she was going to Gotham and then proceeded to do like a bit of a, a – a photo shoot. We got some stuff with attacking third with Gotham, just going all out in this trade. So like that side of it, I loved because that's how it should be celebrated. And that's how it should be. So over the top. And then the fact that she is the only player to announce any trades on the day, it like really centers around her. If there was like three or four players also making moves, maybe it wouldn't be as like, this is the craziest thing ever, but it was because she was the only player. She did make it such a big deal. Um, but I think it, looking at like the details of this trade is, is a little bit interesting. It's a multi-year deal for O'Hara with Gotham FC. Um, she will be heading to a, a Gotham side that needs a little bit of help. They, they need help. And to bring a player like Kelly O'Hara to this team is the, a step in the right direction. Um, I, I'm looking at it from Gotham's perspective first, right? And for Kelly O'Hara's perspective first, because this is a player that is a veteran in the league. She's also played in this area before. She understands how to win championships. We just saw her do it most recently in 2021 with Washington Spirit. She's been on the national team. She's uh, been dealing with a bit of like lingering hip issues. So I think that's something to kind of be aware of. She's 34 years old. So it comes down to like managing her game at this point but going to a side like Gotham that had a had a pretty bad 2022 they had a bad season they they didn't have a lot of depth they couldn't generate a lot of consistency on the pitch and they also got some huge investors right you look at Manning Bird coming into the ownership group so now they've gotten a, a little bit more credibility in their front office right a little bit of bulk in the money set so they can bring on a big name player like Kelly O'Hara and as a defender um, moving to Gotham, remember that Gotham traded away Caprice Didasco, their Iron Woman from 2021, their player that was so consistent on the back line for them, traded Didasco to Houston. So that opened up a really big gap in the right back position for Gotham. Who better to fill it than Kelly O'Hara? I think it's a great move for Gotham, a great move for O'Hara to go and play. Also, Allie Krieger is along the back line. You, you look at the history between those two players on the national team um, and all their time that they've spent together. I think that partnership is one that will not only be really good for the back line of Gotham, for those players individually, but also to help those around them. Gotham just re-signed Mandy Freeman. There's like a big bulk of defenders there now getting Kelly O'Hara into this mix. Now, Sandra, I also want to talk about the Washington Spirit side of it because Washington Spirit let go of a great defender in Kelly O'Hara. And, and I'm not sure how hard they worked. I don't know the ins and outs of the deals or if O'Hara was <laughs> I am getting out of here. I'm going to New York. That's where I want to be. It's where I want to play. I, I obviously don't know the details of that, but this is a really big loss for a team like Washington Spirit that also had a pretty bad 2022 season. I mean, you look at both of these teams, Washington and Gotham, like they didn't do too hot last year. So uh, it's in terms of that, maybe like a lateral move for O'Hara, but I think that Gotham is a team that really is on the build. And this past year, it was a build, right? They they got rid of their coach midseason and Scott Parkinson. They brought on Hugh Menzies as an interim and they signed Juan Carlos Amaros from Houston. Uh, so now they've got the head coach. They've got a big name player like O'Hara in place. 
it's on the up and up for Gotham in, in my mindset. Yeah, I think if you're when you're sort of comparing them side by side in in that aspect, it's it poses a win for for Gotham automatically. I, I'm I'm with you in terms of trying to fill some gaps on on the pitch for for Gotham FC mm-hmm. uh, losing. Didasco, who at that point, you know, was the reigning defender of the year coming off that 2021 season and um, trading her to to the dash. It, it sort of left a little bit of a question mark, like what's going to happen, you know, in this in, in this position here. I also think it's an important point that you made about, um, you know, O'Hara's history of, of injuries. Unfortunately, it's it's something that has followed her kind of in this, you know, latter, the latter stages of her, of her career, you know, she's been sidelined in the past with, with some ankle issues and, you know, currently the, the hip issue that, that you're bringing up. So there's also, I think maybe a little bit of a, of a question mark there in terms of like how they are going to navigate this next phase of O'Hara's career, because look, I'll, I'll note it. The internet is is forever. Uh, in a now deleted tweet, when the announcement by Gotham for Kelly O'Hara, it stated that it was a multi year deal. That tweet no longer is on their timeline. Um, it's just as welcome to O'Hara for for Gotham. <laughs> but yeah, I do wonder um, what that looks like for O'Hara. You know, in in the future, is this is this a one year slash option one year option is this a two year and then an option is this a full three year kind of deal with an option we'll we'll see i think the details uh, of that have yet to to drop um i don't see it off of uh, gotham's website at the moment but i am a little curious about that like how are they going to uh manage uh, a veteran's minutes like that especially in light of uh, of a world cup year We've been talking constantly about how the buildup to this World Cup is down to months, mere months. We're talking eight months up until this World Cup. O'Hara, one of these players who has uh, been mentioned by Andonovsky in various uh, press conferences whenever he is asked about that injury bug that currently is plaguing the United States women's national team, that this is one of those players absolutely within uh, the back burner of the coaching staff's mind in terms of getting them to a place where they are able to compete at a national team level. So uh, I think it's going to be an interesting balance. I think what this move does for Gotham is it actually is going to provide them a lot more in the locker room and off the pitch versus your week to week, possible multi-match week type of um, season for the team moving forward. Now, do I believe that Kelly O'Hara is, is going to play for Gotham in 2023? Oh, yeah, I do. I think if you're, if you're a pro athlete who's, you know, in, you know, in view of a world cup and trying to prepare for that, you absolutely want to get regular minutes, uh, consistent uh, minutes, try to, you know, make sure that your, your, your match fit for, for the biggest tournament in the world. Um, yeah, so I do. I do anticipate um, if healthy and in the right place, O'Hara does see time um, with with Gotham. Um, but I don't know what's gonna what that's going to look like after uh, a, and, a World Cup, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, you said it, bringing that leadership into the locker room is also huge because that's something that I think lacked last year with this Gotham right. side. Um, you also look at at the end of, of last year, right, late August in the season, Gotham signed for 20-year-old, the young Brazilian, uh, Bruniha, I believe is the name of, of her. She's also a right back. Now, it, she never got... Uh, to come over and like do too much with Gotham, really get established with this Gotham side yet. But I think to have a 20 year old inter- Brazilian international playing in that right back position and then bring in someone like Kelly O'Hara, who's also a right back, that that partnership is going to be really, really crucial, right? Who else do you want a, a young 20 year old learning from than a superstar veteran like Kelly O'Hara, who has played that position in World Cups, in Olympics, winning NWSL championships. So I think it's it's a really good long term decision for Gotham to get a player like Kelly O'Hara for the, this year leading into the World Cup. She's going to contribute. You know that she's going to go all out. But then moving forward, how she really leads and helps the younger players get acclimated. Um, learn the league, any young player that comes along. I mean, Kelly O'Hara is a veteran and a person and a player that teaches them, brings them under their wing and says, hey, this is how you be a professional. This is how you handle these stressful situations. This is how you play in the game. This is how you conduct yourself in interviews and in locker rooms. Um, She's one of those players that'll do that on and off the pitch. It's, I mean, this is a huge get for Gotham. I think it's a great move for Kelly O'Hara. It's a rough let go for Washington Spirit for sure. Yeah, I think coming out of of that announcement, you saw like an immediate response uh, from the spirit as well. We heard from uh, spirit owner Michelle King, and we also heard from club president Mark Kirkeran. It's uh, just very quick, you know, wishing, you know, Kelly O'Hara well. It was very quick statements that hit um, that hit the media's, you know, inboxes uh, sort of adjacent to that late night announcement um, by O'Hara that she was going to make the move from the spirit to um, Gotham FC. So yeah, not, not a ton within it, you know, just saying, Hey, thank you for, you know, the time just praising O'Hara in terms of being, you know, Kang specifically touching on the notes that we're talking about that. She's a, a player who is not only like loved by fans, but um, had a huge impact uh, for the spirit and, and the DC community. So um, I'm with you. I think you, we all sort of saw uh, what a player like O'Hara can bring to a locker room um, when the spirit went on, their incredible run in 2021 all the way to the championship final. And I'm with you hundred percent. I think that that's something that this Gotham team desperately needs as they try to get back into the postseason. because to go from, you know, just finally clinching a six spot in 2021, getting eliminated in the quarterfinal and then going on the 2022 that they did, you have to anticipate or have to imagine that that was a bit of a disappointment across the board for for the players themselves who were you know having to navigate that that season and and the front office who you know is, is tasked with putting together a successful path for these yeah. players you know so I'm I'm excited to see it almost sort of feels like maybe this is the first right perhaps this is the first of moves that we're going to see from Gotham in this offseason that's yeah. a little bit what it felt like to me 
it is the it's the step in the right direction. It is the first step of hopefully many to come for this Gotham side. Honestly, I'm going to take it as the second step because first step was signing Juan Carlos Amoros as the head coach. It's a couple years, right? I think he's three years there. He got a three-year deal with Gotham. I think that in New Jersey, New York, Gotham saw what he did with Houston Dash. He turned that team around mid-season after they had gone through two previous coaches that year and took – the Houston club to their very first NWSL playoffs. And now they bring him to Gotham. I think that's the first step getting Kelly O'Hara's the second step. And if we look ahead a little bit farther, we talked about NWSL announcing their draft in January um, in Philadelphia. It's back in person. We went through the draft order. Gotham yep. FC has the number one draft pick. And yep. if they can do anything with that, we saw how the number one draft pick went in 2022 uh, Naomi Gurma ends up becoming a huge super, superstar, taking her team expansion side San Diego into the playoffs, winning awards at the end of it. So I think that this is a step in the right direction for Gotham. They're on the path to turning this team around from being losers in 2022 to hopefully being on the other side of that 500 and being winners the next season. We love a, a, a worst to possibly first storyline. I'm, I'm not saying. We'll, we'll see. I mean, yeah, no one, we'll no one, no. Look, no one was saying it about Kansas City, and then we had to start talking about it in that in that type of way. So, okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So let's maybe pivot a, a little bit while still sticking with Gotham because while O'Hara was the main free agency kind of combo breaker at the November 15th deadline. What we ended up seeing out of every club, all 12 teams making uh, their offseason roster statuses. So we saw all 12 clubs drop, um, you know, each of their uh, current rosters in form. We saw some clubs have, very few players listed across their current roster shape. And then we saw some clubs mm-hmm. with hefty amounts of, uh, you know, numbers of players on those teams. And within each of these announcements, there were common threads, right, across all of them, all 12 clubs, listing players who were in place and in contract for the future in 2023 and beyond. But we also saw within some of these announcements – that there were players who were waived, that there were current uh, ex- uh, contract option extend, uh, options that were extended to certain players, that there are still 
some on ongoing negotiations with players who happen to still be free agents on you know listed on that free agency list. So within all twelve of of the clubs, we saw some of those common uh, threads throughout them. So maybe let's take a look at some of the things that surprised us across the the, the uh, twelve team announcements. Maybe let's stick with Gotham. Obviously, O'Hara. Uh, you know the news of O'Hara coming that night after they solidified. Uh, most of their roster going into this off season. I thought it was uh, pretty cool that in sort of having somebody like O'Hara, you know, announced as someone who's likely going to be playing within the outside back position. They also extended um, offers to somebody like Sabrina Flores, who has typically been utilized in that outside back position as well. Paige Monahan also, uh, got a new offer. They the, the club also exercised 2023 contract options for Taryn Torres, Ellie Jean, uh, Kellyanne Livingstone, hence the uh, handcuff. And they specifically noted how McCall Zerboni and Estelle Johnson are out of contract officially now with the club and are listed as free agents. So I think that's what we're alluding to a little bit. We're just like Kelly O'Hara just sort of felt like the first and or possibly second piece to this offseason puzzle that yeah. Gotham is currently putting together. In terms of, you know, the other 11 teams, though, you know, who had to also drop some roster decisions in the offseason here, was, was there any other team that kind of stood out to you that made you raise your eyebrow a little bit, Lisa, and say, hmm, what are they doing here? Honestly, I think looking at a team like Washington Spirit announcing their roster, I mean, we know the big, big loss of of Kelly O'Hara, her going to Gotham, but also seven other players were not returning for the 2023 season. I think it's it was just a little bit interesting to me to kind of look at that and dive into that because this is a Washington Spirit side that also needs to revamp from last year. Right. You you go from winning the league in 2021 to not even competing for a chance in the playoffs at the end of the 2022 season. So there needs to be a lot of change happening there. Washington also doesn't have a head coach at this point, right? They're one of, um, I think, three teams in the league right now, along with Orlando Pride and Houston Dash that are still in search of a head coach. So that also possibly changes things. But when Washington Spirit announced their offseason roster or seven players that left. Devin Kerr, goalkeeper, being one of the big ones that played every time Aubrey Kingsbury was not available this year. Um, she she played every single game that Kingsbury wasn't there. So I think that's pretty interesting that now they, they just lost their backup goalkeeper in Kerr. Um, and Aubrey Kingsbury is a player that has been in and out of U.S. national team camps. Yeah. and. It, heading into a World Cup year, yes, Kingsbury did not get called into the most recent camp in November when the United States played against Germany, but we don't know what that's going to look like moving forward because Kingsbury has been consistently called in. The January camp, the United States is heading to New Zealand. Um, it's often we see a big chunk of players going to that January camp. And if Kingsbury is a player that wants to try to get on that World Cup roster, and I imagine she is, she's going to be working really hard to get back in there. And it in a World Cup year, you need backup goalkeepers. You need backup players because teams are going to be losing them, especially a team like Washington that has historically had six, seven players yeah. gone missing during international windows. So now without Kelly O'Hara, that changes things a little bit. Um, but I, I was just really shocked to see that they let go of, of Devin Kerr, who's your solid number two goalkeeper at Washington. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, seven's a big number to to say. Hey, we we are waiving X amount of of players uh, from from this franchise, but within that, you know, the, again, talking about options that they have extended to players, players like Sam Staub, uh, Jordan Baggett, Dorian Bailey, Bailey Feist, Anna Hefferty, you know, Maddie Elwell, Tara McKeown. These are these are players that we saw in in light of an incredibly difficult season for this Washington spirit side in 2022 who were regular featured players, right? These are players that are saying, okay, we're moving forward with you all because we, you know, we see that you have sort of, you know, participated in, in, in multiple matches. And, you know, these are players who some of them were part of that 2021 championship winning uh, team. So, I think it's jarring when you sort of see the, the the lack of of players currently in place. When you see a big number of players um, who won't be returning with the club, I think any off season in that aspect is always a little bit jarring. Where you're just kind of like, ugh, like there's going to be yeah. a ton of players here who actually receive some tough news. You know that that they're released or, or waived or are not going to be part uh, or returning back to, to a club that they may have had some, some time with, you know, Gabby Vincent was one of those players for me with, with the spirit. I thought maybe there would be a chance here for this, this player to I see think some. Taylor Ulmer too. Yeah. I think Taylor Ulmer was a player that had a lot of consistent minutes in the midfield um, mm-hmm. for this Washington side. We, I mean, starting like Karina Rodriguez, there were a number of players that got minutes that are now, no longer with Washington. And then you look at the free agents, Nicole Barnhart, another goalkeeper. So they're down to one goalkeeper and Aubrey Kingsbury, um, Amber Brooks and Tori Houston are also free agents. So where they'll move and well, where they'll end up is, is big. I think looking at the free agents that haven't resigned with their club, club jet is also something that I'm like keeping an eye on. I mean, you have to look at all rain. They've got four free agents that are instrumental in how O.L. Reign and Laura Harvey plays with Lauren Barnes and Nikki Stanton, Tobin Heath, and Megan Rapino. Um, O.L. Reign has said that they're in works uh, and conversations with these players about returning, but there hasn't been an update yet about Barnes, Heath, Rapino, and Stanton. So those are other players. I'm like, hey, what's happening? Davinia? We've got no word on Davinia yet. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, you know, look, we don't have an official word on Dabinia right now, but you know, let's let's pivot to, to North Carolina then in, in that aspect because this is this is a team, uh, you know, in their initial offseason moves made it <laughs> made it a point to say within the release that Dabinia is is one mm-hmm. of these players, yes, who is a free agent, but they are hoping to to bring back and you know, currently within on, ongoing negotiations with this player, we we. We cracked a couple jokes about it, you know, on on the previous episode this this week, on Tuesday, that you know if there are ongoing negotiations with somebody like Dominia, perhaps they're on pause right now because it's an international window and she's not even in the United States, you know, to sort of have those conversations um, with was competing against Canada while uh, you know competing with Brazil. So, you know, I, again, we have Dominia on our on our free agency board as, as the biggest targets um, of the off season. But I think when you're, when you're a franchise and you know, you have to announce your initial off season roster in light of a new free agency period, the first time there was, there's ever been a free agency period 
in the NWSL, that that is something that you want to make a note of in your release you know, that's going to be seen not only by the public, but specifically by your um, your club's supporters and, and their fans. You want, you want to obviously say that you are making an attempt, that you are making an effort to, to try to get back one of the top players in, in the world uh, right now. But, but within that as well, they also announced that they – uh, you know, picked up seven players, you know, in, in terms of making their return. Uh, Marissa Bova, you know, Emily Gray, a young, a lot of their young talents that they had targeted that they're going to try to bring back and return uh, to the courage. So I'm, I'm excited. I was excited to see uh, Fuga Nagano on there as well. Obviously, Diana Ordonez, you know, you want to see all these young players that they sort yeah. of came, you know, that they carried through the previous offseason as part of their future plans. And, and we saw, you know, a number of those names within the uh, the initial roster moves here. But um curious how some of some of the kind of in limbo statuses are yeah. right now. Yeah. You know, there's Casey Murphy, Kaylin Rowland, Brian Williams, Binia, obviously Brianna Pinto, Meredith Speck. Brittany Ratcliffe, um, you know, not they're out of contract, but those were players that they specifically wanted to know that negotiations are ongoing. So I don't know if there was anything within the courage that was necessarily shocking, but it's it's a work in progress. We didn't get a full answer, but we definitely have a work in progress status from the courage for sure. Yeah, I mean, a lot of moving parts on on all ends. I think every team dropped their roster at this point. So anyone that's curious as to who's on their team that they're cheering, who's having, um, so it, go check that out. I think one of the another big surprises was Gemma Bonner and and Racing Louisville. They de, they decided to go separate ways, declining that the option so that Bonner could play closer to home. Um, she's in. Uh, she's from England, so travel. imagine we'll see her kind of head back that way. Um, another team, Houston Dash, I think we should touch on and, and chat, chat about because yeah. this is a player that only has 12 players rostered at this point for Houston. And their free agents, Elizabeth Eddy, Kelly Ferguson, um, there's there's a lot happening there. What, what are your thoughts on Houston? You know, I was really curious to when Houston dropped their initial offseason roster because this was one of those teams. This was one of those teams that we were talking about um, that I thought was going to really try and solidify some things in the offseason because we saw once the Dash got eliminated from the postseason, one of the first things they did was make sure that they re-signed Sophie Schmidt and they signed that player to a multi-year deal. We're talking two years with the Dash and Alyssa Chapman as well. So they said, hey, these are a couple of players that we want to make sure that we get to sign on the line and ensure that they're with us for the remainder of the, the following seasons. And so when this got dropped, I was a little, I was a little, I don't want to say like underwhelmed, but it just sort of felt like, hey, this is this is these are the players 
that the team is going to to move forward with at this at this moment. It's I, w- I would imagine that it's hard or difficult to sort of retain certain players or try to make or, or carry ongoing negotiations when you you don't have a head coach right now. I would imagine that that's that's a little bit difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know. G- Valerie Galvin was was someone who I thought maybe they might try to retain because this was a player that they acquired, you know, mid to late season. And I think if you do that, maybe there's some intention behind it and that you're going to try to retain a player like that. But perhaps that they, you know, now that they're not bringing her, her back, perhaps that was like a a little bit of a high risk, high reward. They're like, Hey, maybe we're going to take on this contract for now. And hopefully this will pay off for us as we continue to, you know, try to make this March to the postseason. but they're not bringing back the, um, the French international uh, on a, on a contract option. Um, But you mentioned mentioning, you know, Elizabeth Eddy, Carly Farkinson, right. Free agents, but you know, Brie Vasali, one of these players who, you know, they've decided that they're not, you know, hey, thank you for your service. We're not going to bring you back for 2023. Um, I, I just sort of feel like we blinked, and now Brie Vasali has been, like, rotated out of a Dash roster where maybe at one point was viewed as a part of a younger core of players that this franchise was going to try to build a little bit around. And so, you know, obviously Vasali, part of that 2020 um, Challenge Cup victory, with Houston Dash. Um, and now, you know, we're going to have to see if she's going to be picked up by another team or if maybe, you know, she has uh, ties back back to Europe. You know, this was a player who initially was drafted in NWSL but went overseas. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm curious if there's a, a team out there that is looking to add some um, some midfield depth perhaps uh, and, and maybe they look at a player uh, like Brie Vasali. But... Um, I don't know if we're going to get any additional moves from this Houston dash side in this kind of near off season window. I'm I'm curious if maybe the next round of moves that we see for the dash might be closer to and or around the draft. Cause like I said, it's tough to perhaps try to uh, throw a pitch to a player in terms of recruiting or luring them into your organization when you don't have, uh, a head coach in, in place. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep an eye on that for sure. Yeah. I think the teams uh, that are all looking for head coaches, it's going to be a little interesting. I think Houston's a team. I'm definitely, definitely keeping an eye on as to who's going to be their head coach and what players they're going to acquire, um, who, what spots they need to fill, who they might go after in the draft, uh, what college players they, they might look to acquire. I think Orlando's another team that I'm really keeping an eye on. They've got to get a coach and they've got to turn things around. They, they went through a bit of turmoil last year as well. They had some good bright spots and bright moments. I think Seb Hines coming in as the interim head coach helped that Orlando side, but how do they move forward? How do they take a step forward from the trenches that they've been stuck in a little bit? You And you look at the roster and the players that they have on their team with Marta, they've got Maggie Doherty Howard, they've got big names, right? They've got players that can do things, but it's putting all those pieces together. Um, I think as we approach this offseason and continue to move forwards and through it, there are teams that I'm keeping my eye on. It's Orlando. It's Gotham. What, what else are they going to acquire? Who well, else? Is gonna, 
who else is going to go to Gotham and, and Houston? That's a big one for me. Um, Angel City a little bit too. What, where is their depth going to come from? Because they didn't have a lot of depth last year. Uh, Freya Coombe did not use a lot of depth at Angel City. So are they going to make their team a little bit deeper, have a little bit more versatility, um, have more weapons coming in off their bench that they play with? Those are, are big teams. And then, I mean, Chicago, what's happening there? There's a lot of question marks still around the Chicago side. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, it's 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 funny in terms of watching or, or sort of looking side by side by side by side of all the 12 teams that have sort of put out their end of season roster moves. You look at Chicago and they've got the most one of one. They're one of the teams with the most players listed in their initial offseason season move. So I think Angel City might be carrying around 20 or, or 20 something on the rosters. And I think Chicago's got a, a like a full 18 that is like solidified um, at this moment. I think they kind of are all we're already sort of painting the picture, I think, for further team into this offseason, making the announcement that they resigned Yuki Nagasato through 2023. Um, one of their free agency announcements was that they have uh, reached an agreement with Aaron Wright. And these were two players that were listed um, on their free agency list. And they were, you know, two of seven, you know, so there's still a, a hefty handful of players that they uh, are going to try to negotiate with. And similarly to some of the other teams making those roster announcements that they are also trying to uh, renegotiate things with the free agents to try to bring those players back. So whether it's uh, a Vanessa DiBernardo or a Kalia Watt, a Danny Colaprico, uh, a Morgan Gatra, et cetera, that they're going to try to, you know, retain those players so that they're interested in, in, in having those negotiations um, you know, and with them signing in Chicago. But I think having two so far off of that free agency list, I think is big for this Red Stars team. Um, and the fact that they obviously are still going to continue building with players uh, that are familiar to and with this franchise, whether it's somebody like an Alyssa Nair or a Mallory Pugh. Um, but I think that's what folks are going to to try to, to take a look at. I, I would anticipate that, you know, that this is a team that will try to make their efforts to to sign and get some of those free agents to resign back with the club. But I don't know how you get all of them. I think that will be a real yeah. kind of breakout storyline if somehow Chicago finds themselves in a way to retain oh. every single one of those free agents. I think it'll be incredibly hard because I think <laughs> when you look at some of the talent that is available there, that some other clubs are going to, you know, want to try to make some offers as well. I, I mentioned how, you know, Cola Prico might be one of these players that could be targeted by other clubs, plural, that this is a midfielder that would instantly sort of uh, solve a lot of problems, I think, for a lot of clubs out there. I mean, listening to some of the clubs that you mentioned, we are absolutely keeping an eye on some of those teams who found themselves 
in that second lower half of the table, right? Like what are those clubs going to do to try to ensure that they are in the playoff picture conversation in 2023? And I think you're looking at Chicago and a whole ton of their free agents and saying, hey, you're getting experienced players, players who have at least six years experience in the league. And not only that, there are players on this roster who have um, incredible playoff experience as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, those players are fielding uh, different offers. And I think if somehow Chicago even retains, you know, at least, you know, two to three of the potential five remaining, that that's going to be a big, big storyline itself. But it's, it's, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we might, the next episode, we might be talking about how, how one of them signed, uh, one of them signed elsewhere. Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot still to come. I mean, this was a little bit of a roundup, but more trades will be happening. Uh, there's a lot of free agents that still have to sign where those moves are going to end up. Or we have a head coach watch going, a trade watch going. Sandra, plug your article. You got <laughs> NWSL trade tracker on CBSSports.com. You can go check it out there for Sandra. There's a, a lot still happening. Um, we got the Men's World Cup coming up, and and we're here to chat all about it. For, and, for a long time. And we're diligently waiting. We're on Dabinia Watch. So, you know, obviously yeah. if something happens there, we can't wait to to hop on and, and chat about it with everyone. Free agency is here. The offseason is in full swing. Thank you all so much for listening to Attacking Third. We're going to keep you posted as things develop. Download, follow, listen to us wherever you get your podcast. You can watch us too. Subscribe to us on YouTube to get alerts whenever we go live. YouTube.com slash Attacking Third. Reminder, if you have any questions for us, free agency, a wishlist team, all-star games, whatever, anything. You can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with a question, and we will answer it during a mailbag segment. So we'll be back with so much more. For Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman, this was the Texas. Hey, everyone. This is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Fiori gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger. And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viori.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viori.com slash sports and discover the versatility of Viori clothing.